Hi, my name is Alyssa. And I'm Britt. And this is Skeletales. This is the podcast that asks the age-old question of, is my dead grandma watching me? So Brett, you know when you want to post a picture of your boys or like your new house or something just really gorgeous, maybe possibly some dead animal bones you found to mm. Facebook, oh, yeah. Yeah. and you're you're scrolling through and you click that little picture you like, and whoop, up, you post it. But you realize somehow in that scrolling, you accidentally also selected that thirst trappy, naked, <laughs> naughty picture of yourself that you 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 took when you're fine. You maybe had a little wine. You you're you're feeling a little sexy that day. Up to the interwebs, and you realize it real quick though, and you take it down. That was grandma. Grandma posted that shit. <gasps> She Grandma let that finger slide and she selected it. Uh-huh. Oh shit, she's like, serves you right for doing the naughties. Yep. Ooh. She's like, you never should be taking those per- pictures in the first place. This is what happens. This is what happens when you do not dress modestly, when you make yourself so thirsty. What the fuck is a thirst trap? <laughs> a thirst trap what? is like... You make the boys thirsty. They want your milkshake, oh, and they're okay. coming to the yard because oh. you're so. Oh, I've, they're so, so thirsty. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of those on my phone. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> happens all all the time. <laughs> have you ever sent a nude 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 titty photo on your phone? One time, and instantly, I was like, "This is going to be on the internet." Like, not the internet. But it's going to be like, it's a digital photo. It's going to be around forever. Like, forever. It's going to pop up somewhere in the history of time of like, look, Liam, here's a nude photo of your great grand. Oh, wait, no, it wouldn't be Liam. My Liam's son or Liam. Uh, okay. Well, Brett, I got a surprise for you. I okay. found that photo. I have that photo. God. We are setting up a Skeletales only fan account. <laughs> you guys can log in. See Brits <laughs> from like nudie photo seven. Oh man, it's gonna be grainy. Actually, that was pre kid body. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah right. a grainy okay. granny, a grainy granny. You know, Alyssa, do we just talk about nudes and grandmas posting nudes for you? No, Brit, not usually. We talk about true tales of the strange, unusual, and paranormal. So we have gleaned some stories from our Skeletal social media. People post some great stories over there, and we don't want them to just go to the wayside. We want listeners to hear these as well. So we're going to share some Skeletal's stories from our social media. Yeah. Tales yeah. from the Facebook. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Shall we hop right into this thing? <sighs> 45 minutes after we started and four intros later. Yeah, let's <laughs> hop right in, Britt. Um, do you want to go first or should I? Do you go first, my friend? All right. Friend of the podcast, Derek. We had him on the show a while back. He writes in a story. He says, I went to a funeral service. I saw the departed coming out of the church, but I thought it was the departed's brother. Later, I asked the departed's daughter if his brother looked the same as the departed. She said, yes. I asked, why wasn't he sitting with the family? And she said, oh, well, he couldn't make it to the service. 
who the fuck did I see? <laughs> oh my gosh, goosebumps. I didn't see that coming. I didn't, like, he's not there at all. I was like, no, okay, well, he, see? like, went out for a cigarette break. He took a mm-hmm. phone call, something. Not even there. Well, we hear stories of ghostly people attending their own funeral all the time. Yeah, but he's like, he he bailed. Yeah, he did. He was leaving. Like, he was like, y'all fuck this up. Bye. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> what the hell? I wonder what someone said. I wonder if they told the story about how he had like a crush on his cousin or something <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> it might just be very uncomfortable, like having all the attention on you, right, too, Oh, like he's a modest, a modest fella. Yeah. He's just, oh, I just can't, I just can't handle all this attention. I think I've mentioned this before, how this guy almost died, but then word spread that he actually did die, and but it was a false fake news. And so his whole Facebook page, people like started just pouring in like comments. Oh, yeah. And just, oh, like basically a eulogy or whatever, just like it was like he died. And then he like came out of his coma and came back and just like saw all these comments. And like some of them were like, what this person, like, I had no idea this person had this opinion about me. Why is this person like even chiming in? Like, I didn't even know them. Oh my God, I hated that fucker. Like, why is he in here like <laughs> telling me how much he loved me and how much he treasured like our relationship and he stuff? He gets to have a glimpse. Okay, this reminds me of a story from Kathy Benjamin's book, the author that we did a Skeletalk with. In her book, Funerals to Die For, there is a story, I want to say that it's from South America, of um, a fella who uh, leaves for the night. He's going to go... Um, get wasted with um, some pals of his and stay the night at, I think they said it was a truck stop. And, but, oh, he forgot to tell people that he was going to get drunk with his buddies at the truck stop. That night, he doesn't come home because he's getting drunk with his pals. And um, a body is found in the ditch after a car accident. And they pull the body out and it looks like this man. And so the family's notified. They say, okay, hey, can you come and, you know, verify that this is, you know, your relative's body? I think it's the son or brother goes, oh, yep, that's my brother. Oh, this is just awful. He's wearing the same similar clothes that his brother's wearing. Oh, and so um, in that culture, um, you're supposed to have the funeral like very quickly, I guess, to help let the soul rest quickly or whatever. So the very next day, they have the funeral for this for this man. And then on the other side of town, the very next day, this fella's waking up from a wicked hangover and <laughs> stumbles back, you know, to go home realizes there's a funeral happening. Oh, I wonder whose funeral this is. Walks in. It's his funeral. (laughs) It's his funeral. They don't know who the guy is who died in the car accident in the ditch. He shows up and everyone is just like, what? Ghost, (laughs) ghost. Oh my gosh. I love that he showed up to his own funeral. Showed up to his own funeral. This was in the... the Her first book. Oh, okay. I have not not gotten to that then. Okay. What if everyone's like, ding dong, the witch is dead, the witch is... Oh, and then he rolls out, what? They're all partying. (laughs) 
So you saying that this body was found in a ditch just reminded me of something when um, in our episode, Alyssaqua, Hauntings from Alyssaqua or whatever. Yeah. we t- I talked about the the bar, the haunted bar in downtown Issaquah. Yes. It's yeah. called the Rolling Log and how it has like the woman downstairs who like screams in your face or something. Yeah. I've been meaning to tell you this for ages. So recently a body was pulled out of the Issaquah Creek. I mean, like we don't have a huge, it's fairly small town. Yeah. And so that's kind of like, that does not happen every day at all in this, in this town. Apparently it was a cook from the Rolling Log <gasps> and he was murdered. And like thrown in the creek. I don't know if it's been solved. He was like walking home after his shift and got murdered. Oh so my God. That place is super haunted. Add another now. ghost to the, the roster over there oh, at the rolling log. We right? have to go whenever I come visit you. They think it was a patron, something they had a beef. They think someone followed him from work and killed him. And I'm not sure. I have not followed up on it. So there could be a murder in Issaquah. I almost said Alyssaquah. (laughs) Someday. Like living nearby. Ooh. Oh, shit. Brett, you did. Do we really want to go to the rolling log? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you think he's still going there? I didn't even think about that part of it. Yikes. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I'll follow up. Um, All right. We've got some more stories. Yeah. Oh, it's your turn. Your turn. Okay. So we asked the question, what's the scariest thing that has happened to you while on the road? And Monica says, I once folded time, quote unquote, traveling I-4 between Orlando and Tampa. The trip was supposed to take three hours. It took me 90 minutes, and I have no memory of it until I reached the outskirts of Tampa. Also, once on a trip from Houston to Austin along Highway 71, the night sky was super clear. So I stopped at a rest stop, Ladybird Loop perhaps, to admire it. But it was so clear, I could not discern familiar constellations, and I became very disoriented and unreasonably frightened by the enormity of the universe. So I got in the car, played the radio really loud, and sang to ground myself again. Nice. I've heard of this the time-folded time, though, of um, making long-distance trips in like the fraction of the time. Have you heard these stories before? I don't know if I have. I love that idea. I'd love that to happen to me. I just have a tendency to stop paying attention and just drive hours in the wrong direction and adding <laughs> Add like double the time. Exactly. So no, I, I didn't. I don't know if I've known this, but it's like I heard one about from a trucker before. I mean, not personally, but um, yeah, similar thing. A trucker who does this highway stretch, you know, multiple times a year and how yeah they did it it's supposed to be a five-hour trip and they do it in like an hour and they're no idea how what happens do we did i time travel like it's weird yeah like a folded time situation a little like wormhole I love that idea. I mean let's let's wrangle that that sounds great it's like teleporting and the wormhole just opens up like on a highway or something yeah it's so it's so interesting so my inclination, I I probably could do this once, but then it would I would realize it's like daylight savings, and I didn't set whatever clock I looked at originally back or a- ahead, 
And then just thought I made really good time after like I got to my destination. <laughs> but it, oh yeah, or yeah, the, you're going through states where a time change has happened, and you're like, man, yes, that's, that's great. A, yes, exactly, yes. yeah, 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 a time, uh, yes, yeah. I mean, did between Orlando and temp- Tampa, are they in different time zones? I think Florida is all in <laughs> the same time zone. I don't, I don't think there's. A, have have you have you thought about that? I don't know. Um, the other part of her story, looking at the sky, I get freaked out looking at the sky. I will totally. I, I have to. Yeah. I think Mitch and I were in Hawaii, and you can see like the whole Milky Way, and we're laying on this like golf course, staring at the sky, and then we notice like a dark spot in the Milky Way. It was like no stars in this in this area. And I could not handle that. I was like, is it a black hole? And then my brain just spiraled much like a black hole. (laughs) And I had to do the same. I'm like, we got to go. We're both like, we're just staring at this black spot and darkness and the nothingness of it. And interesting. Freaked me the fuck out. So I completely relate to that. Good stories, Monica. Thank you for sharing. Oh, and anybody can go listen to Monica's episode too. We had her on Escala Talk as well. This story related with the roads is from B. B says, my wife is petrified of spiders of any size. She's tried so hard to quote unquote, get over it with logic and facts, but nonetheless, just about faints at the sight of them. I feel so bad for her and you'll never find me making fun of her for it. Also, it can lead to very scary moments. When we were moving from Denver to Rochester, a whore unto itself, but not for this story. (laughs) She was behind the wheel. We were absolutely sandwiched between semi-trucks on a three-lane section of highway. I can't remember how far into the journey or what state. Anyways, they were on all sides, left, right, in front, and behind. It just suddenly happened, and we were already white-knuckling for this, just waiting for it to naturally break up. Then, a spider, about the size of a thimble, with a giant white butt, crawls up her leg, and she freezes completely. I managed to swat it off and kill it with my sandal. Normally, I'd scoop them and put them outside, but this was not the time. However, at this point, my wife is hardly breathing and is sheet white and just whimpering as tears stream down her face. I had to hold the wheel to keep us between the lines and coach her on braking and accelerating. She was basically not there, and it was as if she'd fainted but was awake. Shock, I believe they call it. So I'm coaching her through keeping us at speed and reminding her to breathe. And finally, the wall of trucks breaks up and we see an exit. I managed to coach her off an exit while steering from my side. Oh, and I forgot to mention that her arms went numb. I had to steer. We exited safely, pulled over, and just as we stopped and put the car in park, she fainted all the way. It was like her body knew it needed to stay alert enough to use the car, just enough. And when we stopped, down she went. Scariest shit I've ever been through. Now we do a hardcore sweep of the car before trips and use peppermint spray in the car to keep them away. 
seems to be working. Oh my God, B. <laughs> that, that is truly terrifying. She has like a, like a, she holds her breath. She must hold her breath when that, that happens. She has like, that's a legit like phobia that she, yes. yeah, that's, that's bad. What if she had fainted? And then I always wonder about that. Like more acts. I mean, people, it, it not even just from a spider, just like a, in a medical emergency, something you like, you know, pass out while driving and then an accident, like you're not in control of your body yeah. anymore. Have you ever had anything happen? What's the scariest thing that has happened to you all on the road, Brett? Oh, me? Um, I got food poisoning one time driving from uh, Fort Worth to Austin. And I did almost pass out, but I was like just far enough from home where I was like, this would just really inconvenience someone if they had to come pick me up. <laughs> so I like pulled over and like kind of took a nap and then like came to again and was like, I, I say nap. I think I did pass out for a little bit. And then I like came to again and was like, I got to get home. I, I got to get home. And then I collapsed in the front yard. <gasps> and my- <laughs> it was so bad. That's not really scary, though. Uh, what about you? Got anything scary? I mean, near accidents like spinning, fishtailing accidents happening oh, right in front yeah, of me. I mean, that kind of stuff. okay, that yeah. that so that's we're not talking about that normal kind of just no. like road accidents. Um, did I ever tell you? We were talking about fish before in jam bands before we logged on today. Did I ever <laughs> tell you about the time I went to the big Cypress Festival, the um, Y two K fish show in Florida mm-hmm. in the I Everglades? Don't think so. Uh-uh. I went. Ooh, did you see something spooky there? No, I was like very terrified of getting eaten by an alligator the whole time, though. And then also just that the world was going to end and we wouldn't know about oh, it because Y2K, we were like in the yeah. middle of nowhere. But the point of this is that I was in a van with a bunch of my friends from college and it was all dudes. My boyfriend at the time had gotten me the ticket as like a Christmas present. He didn't go. I went with all these other five or six guys and me in this van. And the traffic was next level, never experienced anything like this in my life. It was literally like dead stop for like 12 hours on this two lane highway across Florida in the middle of nowhere, Southern Florida. And, um, you know, we're like drinking, like maybe puffing a little bit, you know, a little bit, not the driver. Oh, Side note, the driver like halfway down is like, oh, by the way, everyone, I have a warrant out for my arrest. That's a whole nother story. We're like, what the fuck? Um, So I had to pee really bad, really, really bad. Okay. So, but every time a girl or someone got out of the car to go pee, all these assholes would shine their headlights right on them. So everybody's getting a spot show. Yeah. Well, the girls girl for peeing. the most play, play, yeah. part. So I held it and held it. I was like, I have to go pee. I've got to go. I'm, I've reached my limit. So I get up to get out and um, go pee. And my plan is I'm just going to like lean on the side of this van and uh, kind of do a like a hovering pee and use yeah. the little side rail to like you know squat. Yeah. I get up. I, I uh, step out of the van and then. I next thing I know, my friend Chris is like shaking me. Alyssa, Alyssa, you got to get up. You got to get up because there were cops like going up and down the like over on the the shoulders to kind of patrolling the whole thing. And he didn't want us to get like busted because I had apparently passed out, lost consciousness as soon as I got out of the van because I'd been sitting for 
however many hours and I got a head rush. I I wouldn't say I was drunk. It wasn't like passed out drunk by any means. It was just the fact that I'd gotten up quickly. He he got me up. I get back up. I get into the van because there is a cop coming and I sit down and then I'm immediately like, I pissed my pants. Oh, I was going to say because you probably didn't even have a chance to no, oh. my only pair of pants I brought for this no, whole weekend, pissed all over them, car oh, full of dudes. Oh, it wasn't the scariest, but it's for sure. Florida, my pee pants, most oh. mortifying experience on the road. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, for sure. That was a. Uh, not a great experience. So yeah, nothing scary. I just pissed my pants with a bunch of dudes in a car. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty nightmarish. Um, I think we have one more road story. You want to read it? Sure. This one's from Meg. And she says, we were driving back from horseback riding on I-90 from Snoqualmie-ish. Grace says, mom, that guy keeps walking by our car, but running every time we go faster. I see no one. She still sees him for more than five miles, about 10 minutes in traffic, and she can even describe his blue jeans, red plaid shirt, tennis shoes, brown hair. There was no guy there. At least no guy visible to me. Not exactly scary, but creepy for sure. Who is she seeing? I don't know. And why are they running next to the car? And it's a highway. <laughs> this is not like, this is, I-90 I is like a major highway. I've done the thing as a kid where I'm like looking you know, out the window as we're driving past the road. And I'm like envisioning somebody riding a bicycle and they're like hopping rocks and oh, like jumping over bushes. But, but detailed, detailed things though, of like red plaid. And I mean, red plaid shirt, very Washington. Very Washington. I was like, it could be Mitch. <laughs> He's running next to the car. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that's a little spooky. I I really like that, though. Yes, I wonder if it's one, someone Matt. who like died on the highway or something, right? That's possible. Mm, um, and they're like, ooh, the kid can see me. I'm going to chase the car. I just came upon an accident the other day, and I totally forgot about it. It was just on the Issaquah Hobart right outside of our road, the Issaquah Hobart that Ted Bundy used to drive up and mm. down. And mm. I noticed someone off to the right and there's like a girl on the phone and she was crying and there's some bikers and they are like, they crossed the street right in front of me or the car in front of me. And I looked over to the left and there was just blood, like <gasps> a circle of blood on the ground and teeth. Oh no. Oh my gosh. You just saw this? Just, like it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Alyssa. I know. I think were a biker you alone got nailed. Or did you have the kids? I had the kids. If we were going slowly. Oh. I don't know if it was even like a debt. Like, I it was it was so fast. I was like, oh my, oh my god, oh my god. It's not a safe road at all um, to drive down. But oh, that's terrible. That wasn't a ghost. But I'm so sorry you had to see that. Oh, I know. I really have a thing about teeth too. That was not what I was like. Oh, I think that's a tooth. It looked from the amount of blood. It was a lot of blood, but it. I. I. Yeah. But you didn't see the body? No, I didn't see the body. Like oh, it was pretty fast, but there was someone over to the side cuz some you see fender benders, right? And people are like on the phone and they're but this girl yeah. was like crying and there was no ambulance, there was no police, there was like nobody there yet. Like it just happened. So someone clocked a biker is what I think happened. Oh. Um oh, it's terrible. Yeah. But your highways and roads should totally be haunted. There should be ghosts running up and oh. down them like all the time. All the time. Um Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. They saw a ghost for sure. Yeah. All right. I've got some stories for us. 
Oh, so we posted up. Has anything spooky ever happened to you while you were at work? And Julie answers. She says, I used to work in a nursing home. I worked at the front desk during summers and school holidays when I was in college. There was a sweet resident, Sydney, who would always visit me and chat about everything under the sun when I was working. He had dementia that was advanced, so his stories didn't always make sense, but I always enjoyed his company. He was very concerned about the way the front lobby looked and was especially concerned about whether the lamps and chandelier had working light bulbs. There were many light bulbs and every shift I was on, there always seemed to be one that wasn't working. Sydney would have it fixed by finding a maintenance worker and standing watch by the broken bulb until it was replaced. After he passed away, the staff joked that we'd be sitting in the dark because Sydney wasn't there to keep the lights on. But I worked there for a full year after Sydney passed and never had another burnt out bulb on my shift. It still makes me smile when I have to change one. Oh, I love were, that. Were they just flickering and going out because of Sydney? Why were the bulbs always going out? No, okay, my, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe because it's What's a your lot take? of it. What's your take on My it? take is ghosty Sydney is up there, like, just jammed oh, himself in the chandelier. He's fixing them. All of his, like, all of his energy, because <sighs> energy is never, like, destroyed. It just, uh-huh. you know. Um, it moves. Moves. Yeah. So that's it. He's like, the, the, the whole chandelier is just. Sydney. Sydney. And he's putting all his energy into keeping those bulbs shining they are burnt out but sydney's glow keeping them alive is what is making them light up oh great story julie thank you i love that too as soon as she said a nursing home i was like oh yeah so michelle says i was walking past an empty massage room the therapist using it had left a couple hours prior i stopped when i saw something moving out of the corner of my eye i turned my head to see what it was and there was this blue gray smoke just kind of hanging out a few feet away. It was slowly moving and shifting, but more like water than smoke, and it wasn't dissipating. Kind of had a curious feel to it. I just stood there observing it, or was it observing me? Just Mm -hmm. making sure I was seeing what I was seeing, no clue what it was, and it never happened again. Also, something that's reoccurring at my house is seeing quote-unquote water dripping from the ceiling near the door of my bathroom. This has never happened when there's any humidity from the showers, and I thoroughly inspect where the water dripped from and onto, and they're always dry. I looked it up, and apparently this is a phenomenon that other people have experienced and nobody has an explanation for. So she's seeing the water dripping? Yeah. But there's no water there? Yeah. I got yeah, she's seeing it drip. She's saying she touches where it's dripping from, dry. Touching where it's dripping to, dry. Um weird. Yeah. And then even that blue gray smoke, she said she said quote unquote smoke. And that she yeah. described as kind of being oh, like watery liquidy. and liquidy. Oh, interesting. I wonder what that could be. I don't I read a story recently about a woman who um, always hangs her like bras and shirts and coats and stuff like up on this corner of her mirror. Mm -hmm. And she went to grab her like flannel to wear and it's sopping wet. And 
everything underneath it was completely dry and um there was no water dripping anywhere and she had it was on online and she was like why what is this like she lived alone like there was no reason for her shirt to be soaking wet but it was this and then several people were oh yeah that's happened to me before sopping wet one article of clothing I saw something very just yesterday very similar except it was a mirror that someone was trying to get rid of someone's like I need to get rid of this antique mirror I'm not a fan I hate it and the person who took it who was writing the post assumed it was because they didn't like the style of it or the look of it uh-huh. and they're like sure I'll I'll take this mirror and they hung it in their room or whatever and then they took it down to paint and put it in their closet And when they finished painting and they took it back out of their closet and then they hung it back on the the wall, it was like full of water. Water just started like pouring out of it, went back to the closet, no signs of water in there, nothing else was wet in the closet. Is it a mirror thing? Oh, yeah, because that was a mirror too. (gasps) We'll have to ask Michelle, is there a mirror by her doorframe? (gasps) Oh, da-da. A mirror, like it's like a reflective surface, like a pond, like water. Oh, da, da. Ah, oh my god, um, crazy. That's that's interesting because also you wouldn't put like if it, I'm picturing like a wooden sort of mirror, you wouldn't put a soaking wet article of clothing on something no. that would. If you're no. an adult, if you're a, right. a, a child, most <laughs> definitely. definitely you would do that. <laughs> But that is an adult. Um, All right. I've got another work story for you. This is from Jennifer. She says, this is my cousin's story involving her work. First of all, secondhand stories we are all about. Send Mm -hmm. them in. Uh, She was a caregiver for an elderly woman. The lady was super sweet. One night, my cousin was washing her up and sort of cradling her, and the lady reached up for her necklace, which had a cross. The lady ended up passing away that night. My cousin was out with her boyfriend later, and they were driving. She was the passenger in the car. Out in the middle of the street, she saw the woman, and the woman was looking at her. Her boyfriend couldn't see the apparition, but drove through it, and my cousin felt the lady sort of pass through her. Because my cousin was sort of trying to make sense of what she was seeing, she had leaned forward to get a better look, and when the apparition went through her, she was pushed back into her seat. She was shaken up for a while after that. Oh, that's interesting. I was waiting for the necklace to come back into pit play. Yeah, like maybe she like it's thrown back in her seat and the necklace breaks or something like that. Yeah, maybe... Was her necklace missing after that happened? The ghost's like, I really need that necklace. That's what the lady was trying to steal it in her last gasp. (laughs) Wasn't able to. Was like, that necklace is mine. And then uh, I got the I got the vibe that they were like that sort of just like connected them a little bit. I thought so too. So the beginning was like, oh, they have a super sweet connection, and then the ending was like. And then I got pushed back into my seat, like, and not a pleasant experience with this older lady and she was shaken up for a while after that yeah i wonder if the the ghost of the old lady just didn't know how to quite say goodbye and she was a little aggressive about it oh yeah bye shove (laughs) (laughs) even probably the most well-intentioned ghost too like 
they're learning. They, she they're probably didn't bodies. mean to spook her by any means. No. Oh, but that's freaky. That's creepy. And like literally drove through it. Definitely a ghost. Maybe she's a part of her now. <gasps> oh, Possession. yes. Oh, boy. Has your cousin been drinking a lot of tea? Uh, uh, like um, offering you a lot of those little um, strawberry candies that are wrapped up in that strawberry plasticky thing. Um, uh, oh, butterscotch. You're thinking of butterscotch. Werther's. Not wor- Werther's. Well, Werther's, but I'm, or like a sour ball. How about that? Okay, some sour some balls. Sour balls. Yes. Um, Does she like a good a- a- Afghan quilt? Yes. A- uh, like maybe a lot of bridge keeps challenging you to bridge mm-hmm. competitions. <laughs> I think we might or be Or the ghost something. is like living in the necklace now. Oh. That's why the, that's where the necklace comes in. Does that little Jesus on there start moving ever? <laughs> Hi. On the crucifix? Um, oh, maybe it's just a cross. They didn't say oh, crucifix. Sorry. Catholic brain. Okay. So we asked about clocks, apparently. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Before you go into this, I'm, okay. Laura, your friend Laura, uh, this is her post on it we didn't ask a question mm. she had just posted offered this it up a okay. Facebook page. she <laughs> offered it up and then monica had a response okay i'm looking at our shared document it just says clocks i'm like okay <laughs> so lara um of the podcast good enough and getting better she was just on a scala talk a couple weeks ago um my hypnotist friend lara says a facebook friend just shared a photo of one of his grandfather clocks with the following caption this is one of my quote unquote haunted clocks whose chiming mechanism i had to silence because it kept chiming continually on the reported minute its past owner died that's actually the reason the family sold it to me <laughs> read Monica's read Monica's oh okay I'm gonna do another one Monica says when my husband passed I came home from the hospital to find that his favorite pendulum clock had fallen off the wall with the hands fixed at 355 the time of his transition we've talked about this before on the podcast yes it happened the to my family. Phenomenon. Yes. Apparently. That's what everyone said. When my great grandmother died, all the clocks stopped in different like states and locations all over at the minute of her death. Yes. What is this strangeness? I don't know. It, I love it though. That energy surge and it just short circuits yeah. clocks that don't have electricity running to them. I don't know. It but it, it, it but it's happening like in not even necessarily the location where the body's passing. Yeah. It's like it's some weird connection. I don't know. I'm fascinated by it. I, it's great. I love this idea. I love it. I love those little signs. Why? It's like, it's just the one way. Maybe you have a little checklist of options, like uh, multiple <laughs> choices of how you <laughs> yes. can choose to communicate with your loved ones. You can either stop the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, you can either flicker the lights um, yes. or you yes. can be a bird. Be a bird. Yep. Show up as a cardinal. Lots of bir- or birds something. or butterflies. butterflies. Yeah, yep. be, yeah, be Show, yep. an animal. That's mm-hmm. it. Three choices. Clocks yep. are a very popular choice. Yeah. Everyone, you can study now while you're living. Just know when you die, there's that checklist. Okay, which one are you choosing? Yeah. Oh, bird? Cool. Okay. The family, though, was like, fuck this. Get rid of this. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
You wouldn't want that constant reminder that your loved one died? That it's chiming every single day at whatever. Yeah. And what if it was a really odd time, like 2.15 in the morning? Okay. No, thanks. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. But like, the, he's like, I used my one, my one wish and my family just got this, <laughs> just got rid of it. They don't give a shit. I, you sold your soul for that. <laughs> um, going back to... Um, what do you think of them apples, Bob Via, and your broken oh, clock the broken theory clocks. of it being That's what is right. it? Bad luck to have a broken clock. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not. It's it's bad luck. Or what did he say? You're gonna die. I mean, Bob Via's. <laughs> what if you're? Ooh, I wonder if it ever works the reverse that your clock start suddenly starts chiming at a certain time, like four twenty three, and uh-huh. you're like, what's that deal? And then you end up dying at four. 23. Oh, it's like giving you a little hint. Yeah. It's like the modern day banshee. Instead of the wailing, you get the chiming. Oh my God. That's good. We're, I feel like we're like solving a lot of paranormal mysteries today. This is what we're, we're all about. about this. I feel like yes. we haven't done this in a while. We're just, you know, yeah. We just, yeah. Yeah. We're like breaking ground here. I love it. All right. I've got one last story for us. This comes from Lauren. Is this our friend Lauren in Alaska? Yeah. Last night's when caused snow drifting so bad that I was unable to go to work. Our road was blocked. No way in, no way out. I was alone. I decided it was time to finally get out of bed. (laughs) I decided it was time to finally get out of bed after trying to squeeze in every last second of comfort. I had to get some studying done for my upcoming exam. I rolled out of bed and slowly sauntered to the living room, my bare feet smacking against the cold hardwood floors. As I got closer to the living room, the only sound that could be heard was the familiar trickle of water from the aquarium. I rounded the corner and headed towards the couch until I heard an unexpected noise from the closet? The sound wasn't unusual per se, but I had only heard that noise when I would fit the lid back on my worm bin after feeding them. I'm a proud worm farmer. (laughs) Well, maybe not a full-fledged farmer, but I have a little composting bin filled with rotting food scraps and red worms. In the summer, I've kept the worms in the Arctic Entry, a safe spot where the dogs won't bother them since they each have curious noses. As soon as winter hit, that Arctic Entry's temperature almost matched the outside temperature. The worms stopped eating and their numbers declined. They weren't happy campers. I thought it best to bring them inside the house, put them where where to put them? The closet, dark and warm. The worms began to thrive again. The thumping sound coming from the closet was consistent. It sounded as if the lid to the worm compost bin was being lifted and set down again every two seconds. My senses were confused. I stood 15 feet away. The dogs were curled up on their bed. Andrew was headed home in his truck and the thumping wasn't stopping. Here, I'm going to make a thumping sound. The closet door was slightly opened. I walked cautiously towards the closet with each thump. 
The only logical thing I could think of was that the worms were thriving too well in that balanced environment. I pictured the slimy red worms reproducing at such a rate that they were pressing against the lid. With each new worm, the lid would pulse with life. I pulled open the closet door slowly, letting in the light from the rising sun. And there it was, the worm's compost bin sitting next to a five-gallon bucket of wort. Just so everybody knows, wort is for the liquid extracted from the mashing process during the brewing of beer or whiskey. So like they're making beer. Okay. The wort was bubbling from the release of carbon dioxide as the yeast feasted upon the sugars. Moral of the story, yeast farts are loud. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, you had me good on that. I was like... in. I had this imagery of the worms, too, of they're just, like, becoming this worm beast coming out of the bin in the closet. She's going to open the door, and there's, like, this worm infestation climbing the closet walls. Ew. I was thinking worm ghosts dying off everyone as their little spirit gets released. Because they were frozen. Yeah. Yeah, they just smack in the top of the lid. Um, I guess it could be... No, I was going to say yeast ghosts. No, sugar ghosts. Never mind, not ghosts. Yeast. Something's dying. I mean, in a way, perhaps yeast farts are kind of like beer ghosts. Beer ghosts. That's what it is. I love that. That sounds terrifying. (laughs) She had me going, though. Oh, what a wonderful author. uh, Actually... I'm going to plug Lauren really quick. She is a children's book author and has recently published a book as we know, she's a brilliant writer from that story. Uh, Her book is called Zoe's Moon, an Alaskan Space Odyssey. And her name is Lauren Morton. Look it up. You can buy it on Amazon, I'm sure. And I I bought the book for my niece. It is a delightful story. I love the story. I love the illustrations. So yeah, quick plug there for our friend Lauren. If you guys want to chime in and... uh, Facebook stories or social media stories that get posted on Skeletales. We're on Facebook under Skeletales Community. Um, we're on Instagram, Skeletales Podcast. What is it on Instagram? I don't even fucking know anymore. You know what? If we're Skeletales Podcast on Instagram. We're Skeletales Pod on Twitter. We're Twitter. Skeletales over on the old TikToks. And we're just everywhere. Google Skeletales and you shall find us. Truly, you can share your story anywhere. Share your story if you have a burning question that you're wondering, like, hey, I wonder if anyone else has ever seen a ghost in their toilet. Ask it on the old Facebooks. Ask us. You Go into our community. I'm curious to know now. Anyone seen a ghost I, in a toilet? Yeah. Go over there. Answer. Huh. Or you can email us at our hotbox at skeletalespodcast at gmail.com. You can also call us on our hotline. 302-689-DEAD. 302-689-3323. Share with a friend. Yes. Tell your friend's story to us. We love that. Heck yeah. Um, like, rate, review. Yeah. Is there anything else? Oh, there's one more thing, Brett. Yeah. Haunt you later. Haunt you later. Good night. Good night.